everybody, and welcome to the first edition of Sciotis Insiders Podcast. I am your host, Craig McMullen, the owner of Sciotis LLC, and these are my co-hosts. Hey, what's going on? This is Eddie. Yo, what's going on? This is Brandon. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and get right to it. First, I'm going to go ahead and just break out and kind of like let you guys know a little bit about Sciotis. But before we get to that, first I just got to, you know, show my thanks, man. You guys know me. I thank God for just giving us this opportunity. I like all my cast members and all those who have saved our butts, forced us to level up professionally and personally, and they didn't accept anything but the standard. You all mattered, and we're all deeply thankful. Um, before we move any full, move forward, let's go ahead and take a minute um, for all those that you know we've lost in this final terrorism and crime. All right, so what is Sciotis? Where does Sciotis come from? All right, so actually, I think I, I was. Uh, the, the first one online, everybody that's on here, would be Shelby. Um, he saw me pretty much conceiving the uh, the idea uh, while we were downrange. Um, I woke up one day, I call it my Jerry Maguire moment. I woke up one day out of the bed, uh, about three o'clock sitting in helmet, and I was like, you know what? I want to do something bigger and better than what I'm doing right now. Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, just being a contractor or anything like that isn't great or ambitious in itself. It is. And it's just, I think it's more of a transitional thing for everybody. It's just like the military and everything else. You know, people join, uh, join something. Some people plan on staying to do 20 years. Some people use it as a stepping stone. So be it. It stands for see you on the other side. Um, this is just something that me and a couple of my guys used to say back in the day, have fun at home and we're high-fiving back and forth. Um, you know, we'll be doing, we'll be saying that. So, Anybody that's, you know, been lost, you know, you, you had somebody um, pass away, somebody get killed in action, anything like that, you know, obviously that's something for them as well. Just saying we'll see them on the other side and we'll continue this fight on terrorism or whatever it may be um, until we meet again. Um, so that's kind of about where Sciotis took off. This was 2015. Now um, the military, April 1st, joke's on me. Uh, but it wasn't. Um, actually, I'm really thankful um, for my opportunity in the Army. It was great. I had a blast. Um, no bad vibes from me. No bad vibes from me. All right, guys. So let's just go ahead and break out into uh, some of the group questions that we got, the topics that we're going to be discussing today. And this group, and this podcast is pretty much just going to be circled around, um, you know, a bunch of guys sitting around giving you guys some some experience, some of our lessons learned, um, some of the hard lifts and hard rates that we've had to make. This is not going to be some totally us here giving you some uh, some doctrine or something like that. We're going to have a good time. Uh, we definitely want to hear you guys' feedback and all that stuff like that. Um, so one of the first topics we're going to talk about, everybody wants to know, contracting, one-on-one. Everybody hits me up, Trey, Trey, Trey. I'm sure, you know, everybody could say that on this line as well. Um, talk to me about contracting. Um, if you, yeah, Eddie, you here? All right. If you had to give a young guy coming into the military, he just got out, um, let's say he's a regular, let's say he's 11 Bravo, uh, or whatever, he's at whatever MOS he is, and he's getting out, he wants to go contracting overseas, he's got some combat experience, um, what would, what would you tell him? He's he's hitting you up, and I know you probably get this all the time, but you know, give us a, a little bit of uh, 
for those out there listening, maybe some advice on what to do. So I would say, first off, don't set your expectations too high. Depends on where you're at in the game. If you were a four-year, 11 Bravo, six, eight, you know, so on and so forth. Sometimes you can get yourself into a good gig and it's luck of the draw. Um, sometimes you're, I mean, if you're, you know, special operations, you can get yourself into a better contract. These, uh, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, right? So if you're, you're an 11 Bravo, you're in a big MOS and uh, there's, there's a lot of you. And these last 19 years or so, we've, we've got a lot of combat experience out there. So you're kind of dime a dozen. And what that does to the game is it, it allows these uh, these contract holders. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, hold on a second. Let's make sure. Hey, don't don't be getting butt hurt by this information we're giving y'all either. This is the real deal information. We're, we're going to give it to you completely unfiltered. Y'all want to know the truth. This is the stuff that you're actually going to want to know. So don't get butt hurt. This is just us talking to you. You got to – this is the stuff that you're going to want to know. So keep oh, yeah. giving I mean, it to it's, them. It's real shit. So, look. You're, you're a dime a dozen. Um, yeah, a lot of times, it's who you know, how you get, how you get to the HR person. Uh, I've, I've recommended a lot of guys to come through. Some people um, make it in, some people don't. Now, uh, six-figure jobs. All right. So a lot of people are like, yeah, six figures go overseas. It's tax-free stuff like that. Not the case. You're still paying taxes. Um, I'd say a lot of times, if six figures enough. It depends on, you know, what kind of lifestyle you're trying to live. I would say that if you're trying to live in Southern California and an upscale neighborhood, probably not. (laughs) So, you know, but um, most places in the the country, you're you're good to go. Now, that being said, you're paying taxes on six figures. So uh, a lot of it's 1099 work. You're not used to 1099 work. You're going to go out there and try to spend the money. And then you're going to come tax season. You're going to find out that you're in a pinch. That being said, uh, where are we at in the mm. war? Mm. You know, um, war on terrorism. You know, are we are we drawing down? Are we opening new places? Are some new fights. Uh, you know, what's happening is we're scaling back. So these these jobs are, are kind of dwindling, yeah. and that creates a pigeonhole. Now, once that pigeonhole starts coming mm-hmm. in, you got tons of guys, and now you got tons of guys with a contract experience. You got guys steady coming out of the military. Yeah. Um, now, now you got to find work, and now you're fighting with other guys. So, you know, don't don't think that just because you're 11 Bravo, you're entitled to a six figure job. And I don't mean just 11 Bravo; I mean anybody really coming out. Um, at the end of the day, you're you've, you're got a competition with a lot of guys, and um, you know, this this war on terrorism is the whole GWAT has created uh, a lot of cogs if you would, to feed the machine. And, um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, here we are. You know, guys are fighting over uh, jobs, and and now uh, these employers or these uh, contract holders can be selective, you know, so they're going to create higher yeah. standards. Right. They start dropping people off. If you're on a Schedule A, uh, you know, they start you off at a lower rate. You gain experience on the contract. You get a higher rate. Well, you know, they, they have the opportunity to drop you off and then get people in more 10, 1099 guys at a lower rate. It's a game, man. It's a, it's a, it's a dog-eat-dog world. That's the way it is. 
I'll definitely tell you, and, you know, just in my, what is this, 2015, this is four years I've been doing this, and, you know, there's guys with way more experience than me. It is, you know, it's definitely something, I would say, if you really like the military and you're getting out, go do it, man. Just go do it, because it's still, if it's still in you and you want to see what it's about, go do it. Just go see it. Just go check it out. Because if you don't, you're going to be like, man, I always wish I would have done it. or whatever. Just go do it. Go figure it out. Go see what it's all about, what the big fuss is all about. And then that way you can throw it in your tube bag and be like, okay, well, I did that now. And you'll be able to see, you know, it's just like everything else. There's ups, there's downs, there's dirt bags, there's great guys, there's good times, there's bad times. You know, I think it's the closest piece to the military on a camaraderie that you really can get outside yeah, of the you know, I met a lot. I've definitely met a lot of good guys and uh, more good guys than bad guys. Ninety, Probably 98% to 2%, really. And I think that goes back to what you were saying, Shelby, like just being able to, you know, this contractor holders to being able to be more selective um, in their picking, you know, by dropping down those requirements. Talk to us about the PT piece, man. Uh, well, I mean, so you guys coming fresh out, you're, you're on it, right? You know, let's say you're up to standard on all the yeah. PT, whether you're, you know, whatever service you're in. Um, it's yeah. it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit different. It depends on what contract you're on, what kind of, uh, you know, how sexy we're getting with this contract, right? Um, yeah. I would say that there's going to be some different stuff. Now, if you're, if you've been out of the game, if you've been off, you know, out of the military for a couple of years, Hey, listen, don't, don't come into the, the contract world. Don't come into a contract. that's your, uh, you know, whether it's static mobile, um, any kind of executive protection stuff. Uh, if you know the standards, make sure you meet them before you get there. Uh, that nothing's going to piss this contractor off or, you know, your the guys that you're competing with, uh, that are already on the thing when you come in and you can't pass it. Um, it, it can range anywhere from, you know, whether there's a run, whether you're running at altitude, whether you're doing pull-ups, push-ups, uh, just, just make sure you're in shape, right? You're representing yourself. You're representing the country or your, uh, your contract and your service. And, you know, just to come in there looking like a shit bag, you know, get ready to operate. Um, yeah. I would say, you know, a lot of them aren't any harder than what you're already doing in the service. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you know, get ready to go in there in your best shape and um, and get after it. I mean, there's guys that have been on the contract and get, they get comfortable and they're, they're getting bounced out now. But when I'm on now, I mean, I must have seen uh, yeah. guys that I came on with, you know, I've been in it 10, 10 years. So good guys are getting bounced out left and right. And, you know, you get older, got to keep mm-hmm. in shape. And, um, yeah. You know, but you, yeah, the new guys coming in, like I said, if you're meeting PT standards in your service right now and you're 11 Bravo or some kind of other combat MOS, um, you should be good to go. Nothing yeah. to worry about. What I would worry about is uh, you know, probably a piece we're going to cover here in a little bit, but, you know, shooting. Yeah. I would definitely, you know, just in the – and you know what? Not not nothing against, you know, 11 Bravos or anything like that, but I was never 11 Bravo. You know what I mean? So – uh, for our support people out here that do cool jobs as well, you know, just know that I think the, the best thing is just come in and be chill. Um, you know, be chill. Don't don't expect um, like, you know, don't come in and be like, oh, stuck up or anything like that. Just relax. Figure out your surroundings before you start trying to act like something you're not. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the biggest thing. And nobody actually even cares 
what your MOS was prior. That's another thing. I feel like everybody wants to, you know, I think that's what happens in the beginning that everybody thinks like, oh, if I was this or I wasn't that or whatever, it doesn't matter. We're all here. At the, now we're all here. So I could care less what your job was. I just want you to do your job now. So I don't care what it was previously. As long as you're doing your job now, we're good. And I feel like you got my six. I'm good to go. I don't need no other background check on you. And that's, I guess that's a good thing about contracting. You know, you come in with professionals, go home. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like no practice. It's straight to the game. And uh, I think, you know, if you've reached a point in your career, you know what I mean, especially in the mill, you know, you feel like, hey, well, obviously you got to practice while you're home. But, you know, you want to you live for that game a little bit more. So I definitely uh, – I definitely liked it. I like it. It's still fun. You know what I mean? It's still fun. But there comes a time and a place for everything. And I think, uh, you know, I was getting tired of going overseas. I just had a second kid. Um, I was trying to be more in, it, more in his life, you know what I mean, and all that stuff. So it was just a good time for me to was kind of slow it down. Um, would I ever go back? Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's just uh, – it's not really my main focus right now. Right now I'm really trying to do, you know, the Sciota stuff and get this stuff going forward and get us all to a place that we're comfortable with. Yeah, now let me go back to the piece that um, guys getting out of the military. All right, so um, I think maybe that I just assume that guys are enlisted or, uh, you know, have been in like four to, let's say, four to eight years. Um, that's not always the case. You've got guys yeah. that uh, have retired. You've, they've retired anywhere, you know, in kind of senior NCOs. You've got guys that are coming out as captains. You've got guys that are um, lieutenant colonels. You know, whether, wherever they're at, if they're meeting a statement of work yeah. and they're getting into the contract game, let's just get something straight. You are now in a contract world. You are no longer the rank that you were in the military. Yeah. And the best, the guys that succeed the most are going to be the guys that um, are willing to not necessarily start at the bottom. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as that, but you are at the bottom of the schedule. A. You're, you're there yeah. just like everybody else. Um, your, your service didn't carry over. There is a respect that guys will give you don't demand it um you, you know let your work yeah, for sure let your work um you know dictate what kind of respect you're going to get you know the way you carry yourself and uh because you're going to find a lot of guys i mean there's guys that are in a static and mobile games that are they've never been in the service they they don't give a shit that you were a lieutenant colonel um they're a cop at all at all Oh, uh, that's just real talk. I mean, that's uh, if you guys think that, you know, you're going to get in there with a bunch of, uh, you know, it's going to be your platoon. That's not the case. Um, it's, <laughs> it's not the way it worked. Um, you got uh, you got all kinds of all walks of life in there. And uh, it's a type, what you're doing now. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many different services uh, that I've worked with and different. I mean, you know, whether you were, you know, CAG or. SEAL Team 6, you know, it's how you're operating right now. I don't care what you did 20 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, or even last year. Uh, what You know, what are you doing now? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, those guys, those For guys sure. that uh, are willing to, you know, be humble and, and make their way back up, yeah, it's all about that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a yeah. You know, it's 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 a humbling it's a humbling experience in the beginning. If you come in there 
and try to be something like that. You know what I mean? I, I see some guys go down that route, and it's just like, man, I wish you wouldn't have done it. And sometimes you try to get to that person before you did it. But, like, unlike in other things and contracting, it's 100% about your reputation. Like, if reputation is bad, it when people say, oh, your reputation perceives you, that's all people care about in contracting. If you have a bad reputation, they could see your name literally on something and never even known you. You applying for a job and somebody like does a back like, hey, this, that, and the third, you know this guy or whatever, like, yeah, he's he's a dirtbag, she's a dirtbag, whatever. And then you're blackballed. You know what I mean? Like, so it's better to humble out than cause a fight. You know what I mean? If you're right, you're right, but just make sure just 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 be careful it's with a, that. Yeah, sure. absolutely. It's a small world. It is the contracting game, a security contract. Let me, let me, you know, emphasize that part. It's a small world, and everybody yeah. talks to each other. Everybody's got a friend that's in this, and a guy that's in that, and a guy they knew from another guy. And uh, like I said, yeah, if your name gets out yeah. there as one of those guys, it's a it's a dirt bag and uh, whatever it may be that you did, whether it's good or bad, or a name dropper, name dropper. Uh, you're gonna ride somebody else's you know, coattail. You know they'll. They'll make sure you don't get on that contract. Yeah, for sure. Stan, you're on. You just got out the mill ten years. Talk to us. What do you? What, what's your outlook on contracting? You're probably like, hey, I want. Well, I hear you guys talking, but I want to go make that hundred. I want to go make a hundred thousand dollars too, real quick. What you talking about? Yeah, he connected that. Stan. Stay up, you with us? Whatever, we'll let him get back in. But anyway, um, you know, I've had a, I've just had a lot of, a lot of guys, you know, recently just be hitting me up, and you know what? I kind of, I kind of, you know, I, I, I am envious of you in a little bit that you almost got to do. Well, I hope we don't have to do another ten years, you know, contracting. Uh, but it's almost like, you know, 10 years contracting is literally like 30 years, you know? So um, I would say when is, when is enough enough? You know, that's that's one of the things that you battle with. Um, and I have guys that, hey, you know, I'm looking at getting into this. And, you know, and I was like, all right, all right. you know, when I look at them, if I know them, I know if they're married. You know, I know what kind of person yeah. they are. Uh, yeah. If I don't know them, those are the questions sure. I ask. I'm like, you got a family? Um, you know, do you do you love them? You know, is it this is this a big deal? And I and I say yeah. that. And you, it's yeah. Like, well, what, you know, what does that mean? What is you know, like, hey, are you in a relationship with a woman right now, or you know, a significant other? And is that relationship strong? Because it's got to be. You know, these appointments that you're talking about, you guys used to do, you know, 15 months, like myself. Um, done a couple of those, and then, got me one. You know, guys are doing a year, nine months, and stuff. Now you're going to be doing, you know, anywhere from sixty to ninety days, even a little bit longer in some cases. You know, but but you're going to go in and out, all right. So it doesn't seem that bad. But then to what end? You know, do you have a goal in mind? That being said, you may never find a job easier than what you're doing if you're used to, you know. Uh, a high threat environment than operating in a high threat environment is just another day at the job. So that's not a stress on you. It's the stress on the family that's at home. So do you have a strong person at home, yeah. a family that's willing to uh, support this kind of lifestyle? 
All right. So let's say let's say a contract is a minimum 180 days uh, out of the year. You bang out, you know, two 60 day tours. Um, you know, or a couple couple different tours. You know, just say two 90 day tours, and then you're you're good to go. Um, but then you know what? You've been yeah. making good money. You've been making more money in six months that you're going to make than most people make in a year. And you have all the freedom of movement when yeah. you're home. Uh, you go to work and you do static security, mobile. Um, and you dig it. You dig, you know, your job. So you go back for another year. Uh, you buy a house. You're like, you know what? That house is nice, but I would like to do this. And then you're in, you're signed up for another year. And you know what? It just snowballs. And, then, you know, when I heard, when I came on and guys were like, I've been on the game, you know, in the game 10 years. I was like, damn, I'm not going to be there 10 years. Yeah. Shit. If I'm here five years, I'm going to make this much money. Yeah. Guess what? I'm still in it. I'm still in it. Right? It goes so fast. Actually, you know what? I think the problem is, it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's, it's fun, but it, the only thing that does suck, you know what sucks? Like, that, you know, actually, which, you know, I'm seeing a little bit now is like when you, when you stop. And it's like it goes back to just like when you were deploying all the time, you know what I mean? And the family was used to you being gone more than you're home, you're TUI, you're, you know, whoop, you're here, you're there. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it, it, you know, it's a, I didn't realize how much of a, it's crazy. And, you know, in the beginning, it makes you kind of feel somewhere like, man, am I like a burden to be home? Like, is it a burden? But, like, these people have been rolling 24-7. Basically, you're like a feature on a song. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you're the featured artist, bro. You're here for thirty seconds, but mom's got this whole three minutes yep. over here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's great while you're here. You know what I mean? But the artist, the main one, gets the gets the award, not the. You know what I mean? So, I think it's a lot. It is a lot. You know what I mean? And then the money, the money comes and goes. It's cool. You know what I mean? You're gonna you're gonna get in. You're gonna pay your debt off. It, now, I will say this. Contracting has allowed me to move financially like I would have never expected. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would say that, especially in the beginning, like debt free, doing all this stuff, just just getting the hard stuff out the way. Now, if you get in and you're like, hey, you know, you do it right, you know, pay that debt off that you got, and before you go big, you know what I'm saying, make sure that I still don't have a credit card. I just don't believe I'm just not doing it because if I don't have if I don't have it within my means, I don't need to be buying. You know what I mean. And that's, you know, that's a little bit product of my environment, but I just don't think that, you know, I don't want my eyes to be bigger yeah. than my stomach. And I've seen many, many times where people bite off more financially than they can chew and they end right back overseas doing the same thing they said they was not going to do 45 days ago while you've been deployed the whole time. And you see them come back sooner than anybody else you've seen come back. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get that rock star mentality when you, you know, whatever contract you get on, you might be doing something sexy. You might not. You know, it's, uh, it might be something you want to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and let me, everybody that's yeah. listening, let me tell you something. There are other contracts that these whole six figure numbers we're talking about. Those are few and far between, especially now. I mean, there is, there was gigs back in the day. I mean, you're talking a G a day. Um, easily. Yeah. That, yeah. Those days are, those days are long gone. Uh, especially now, yeah, especially, sure. like I said, you can go and get these guys out of nowhere. Um, 
but there are other jobs out yeah. there. And when you say contract, you know, you're, <laughs> you can get onto, uh, you'll be a W2 employee for a company that's uh, pulling security over there in, in uh, Kuwait or, you know, some other base overseas. And you're not going to be making that six figures. You're going to be, uh, you know, yeah. eat that shit sandwich for, for less money. But let me tell you something. Don't be discouraged. Yeah. That is a lot of times the way in. You hear word of mouth. Uh, you know, a, another person hears that you've got contract experience. Uh, you make connections while you're downrange. You know, that's how you get in. So if that's what you got to do and that's something that you want to get into, don't be uh, discouraged from taking that route as well. There's a lot of guys that started off in a, uh, let's say, you know, a big company, a conglomerate that owns other contracts. Yeah. They start off in one side and a job opening hop, happens, you know, opens up and then they go over to that one, uh, make more money. Yeah. There are a lot of guys that started For off sure. in the mobile side that came to the static side because either they were just not into that life anymore. A lot of guys that jumped right into the static side and it, it wasn't enough for them. Um, and it's not a lot for, you know, people yeah. weren't content with that. So what they do is they do is they use that for a stepping stone, make more contacts, getting more experience yeah. and they roll right in. So, uh, yeah, like I said, everybody that's listening, you know, yeah. these six figure jobs are few and far between. You could get it. You might not. Uh, but don't, don't be discouraged from hopping into something uh, on a lower scale that being said, make sure that's the kind of life you want to do. Uh, I, I know too many people that have been in a game. Uh, <laughs> and when I say that there was guys that were on a good job, not, you know, 10 years when I came on, those same guys are still on. <sighs> Almost. Whew. You know? And you know what? Hold on. And, and just just for anybody that thinks that, like, yo, we're throwing shade, as they call it, or any of that, we're not. We're not doing that. Yo, you can stay on this as much as you want. It's actually fun. I'll tell you that. It's fun. It, especially if, like, you don't have any kids. If you're, like, an older guy or and you don't, and your kids are grown and you and your wife just, like, enjoy traveling, this is ideal for you. And she doesn't mind it. Mind you going away for 60 to 90. Oh, my. This is ideal. You know what I mean? I think where it gets hard is if, you know, when you have those grade school kids, you know, you're missing out on sports activities. You're missing out on all that. That QT, those are the things that hurt. You know what I mean? And then you got to pick, well, which holidays am I going to be around for? Which holiday, you know? And then I think uh, my mom used to have a saying, everything that glitters ain't gold. So people are going to throw that money at you. They're going to throw that money at you. But I've seen dudes, you know, get paid. And then it, it also matters. But some dudes are like, hey, I'm getting paid $600 a day or 700 bucks a day, $1,000 a day. But I'm out here, I got to burn my own feces, I got to freaking live out of the back of my truck, I got no comms, I can't talk to my family for until refit, that's two weeks, I can't do this, I can't do that. So is the money really, is it worth it to you? You got to make sure that it's worth it to you. If you and your spouse got a plan, hey baby, I'm about to go out here and grind out and make this money, we ain't going to have much communication um, you know, let's make this money. And she says, oh, go for it, baby. Then you feel better. You know what I mean? That's cool. That's one thing. But a lot of times, you know, even if she is like that with contracting, and there's, a, I don't think there's a man on a program that I tell you right now, they may say that, but bro, they go through those ups and downs, you know, those emotional periods where they need you to be present even when you're away. So 
Um, no doubt. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, and I and I wanted uh, I'll leave it at that. Make sure that uh, everybody understands, especially the guys that are in these uh, combat MOSs, that um, hey, it's it's a new day. It's a, a new day in the life of you know the U.S. And it has been for some time. There are a lot of females in these uh, these static contracts now, um, and even mobile. I, you know, let me let me just go ahead and say mobile. If you're on some kind of whips program, uh, you, there will be females down there. Uh, just oh yeah, I've definitely met. I've, I think I've met like a couple. They're pretty cool, actually. Squared away, you know they can run faster than most dudes anyway. So and yeah, some um, real shooters. Yeah. That's the only thing they got to work on is the shooting because they're always, the majority of them are like 150 pounds soaking wet. So they're running faster than us usually with knee problems and every, and all that stuff by the time they get it. And then, you know, all they got to usually sometimes work on is, you know, uh, shooting, um, functioning of the weapons, you know, some of the heavies, you know, Mark 19 and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, it is what it is. I don't think that's, honestly, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. I think it's great. You know, it definitely shows expansion um, in the niche and the field and stuff like that. But just like we're going in on the guys, ladies, I tell you what, you got you're and it's unfortunate, but it's true. You know, you're gonna come in and people are gonna look at you. I would say the same thing to my daughter. People are gonna look at you one way. You just prove to them that that's not the way it is, and just go hard. Go as hard as you can. Train harder. And just keep that consistency up and never fold. Don't fold yeah. on yourself. You know, let them know you belong there. And if that's what you want to do and you're going to do it, let them know, you're gonna, you know that you're there. Do it. Just like they are. Hey, Trey, I got a question for you. That's it. What's up, brother? So, so if you're a new guy coming out, where, where would you even yeah. start to look for a job? Man. Um... You know what? Shout out uh, Command Sergeant Tebow, uh, 27. Whew. He did me a really good favor in helping me out and get where I am. Say, uh, that's how a lot of they, it's work ethic, even outside, even in the mill. There's people that know about the, that. Trust me, everybody's in the mill. If they if they're like above E seven and they're like above seventeen years, they already got their card or that little thing sitting on the shelf one day for them to say, "Hey, I was waiting to use this card for that rainy day. What can you do for me? I'm getting ready to retire now." So tell them, don't be stingy and look out for you, and say, "Hey, Sergeant, what can I do? Uh, do you know of any contracts or anything like this? If that's your desire, um, that I can get on or whatever." And if anything, you'll be a resource for them once you get on. But if you're going to go look for some jobs, I would say uh, clearancejobs.com. Yeah. Um, there's a couple. Um, my buddy's got a really cool one. Uh, let me think. Actually, I'm going to check LinkedIn right now. He's got a really good one. What is his freaking – I see it all the time. Yeah. Quiet Professionals is cool. They always got yeah, good say, stuff uh, going on. A, you can check them out. Constellas. Uh, Constellas has got some Triple cool canopy. stuff. Sock. Sock's got Triple Canopy. You know what I mean? There's tons of different contractor stuffs out there. You know what I mean? Like, all you really got to do is yeah. ask around. If that's really something that you're, you're wanting to do, you know, ask around. Start listening around. 
Beyond Soft, Steve Brignoli. Good guy. That's the name yeah, of his uh, got, um, organization, Beyond Soft. So you if you ever have a or whatever, uh, any that, uh, SOFX, if you're in a special operations community, go on to his um, newsletter. You know, you, you can look through. He's usually got a good li- listing. Uh, at the bottom for open contracts and stuff like that. That is in in that world uh, for the special operations guys. If you know about Zach's and the Soft community, um, that doesn't mean you have to be an AT series. You could have been a support guy or gal. Um, you got your your Sierra identifier like me, um, and you've been in that community. Um, you can freaking definitely as well uh, count your uh, time. And that's usually what it is, to be honest. Everybody's not a Green Beret. Everybody's not a SEAL. Everybody's not all that stuff, man. Um, they usually want to see in a lot of these, uh, some of the cooler contracts, they'll just be like, hey, do you have four years of soft? You know what I mean? Or do you have a deployment? Or do you have two deployments of soft? They're gonna, that's, those are some things they're going to want to see. So if you're getting ready to get out, or even if you're not, if you're like in the mill and you're like, hey, I'm at 10 years and I'm staying in, I'm making the decision right now, you need to start transitioning your life. I mean, and I would say me being a, a counterintelligence guy, intel guy, you want to start looking at however you can to broaden yourself, to make yourself more marketable when you get out. Because that day, if you're choosing to stay in for 20 years or however many years, it's going to come faster than you know. And then um, what if you don't make it to 20 years? It's almost like, uh, these, you know, some of these uh, pro, these kids that skip college and go straight to the pros, it's like, okay, but what happens if you break the leg? You got no degree to fall back on. So it's the same thing for the military. If you're in the military and you ain't out here busting your butt, getting these degrees, but I remember back in the day it was course for courses, but uh, if you ain't getting these degrees, if you're not racking up on some of these trainings, picking people's brains and looking up, seeing how much this amount pays for your demographic, your zip code, you're doing yourself a, a disservice. You know, everybody wants to rush out and grow a beard and smoke weed. Stop it. Yeah. Do your freaking VA stuff properly. Do your freaking paperwork so you don't get out here and be like, oh, man, everybody's getting 50 60%, and that could have helped me out on my rent. Well, yeah, it would have if you weren't so rushed to go out here and go party with your kids back home. Um, and go basically, you know, give them half your money. So don't do that. You want to freaking do it right. Do it methodical, slow down, and know that you're transitioning out of an organization, a company, and, you know, you need to take that a lot more seriously than you know. And I think that's that's a lot of the problem with the transition. I've seen a lot. I've seen ACAP, TAPS, all kinds of different things, and I still haven't seen a out-processing program that is good for soldiers. I mean, it's cool. They go over all the briefings and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't think anybody's – they need, like, a real-life one-on-one. Like, what's really going to happen to me when I get out here? You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is what you really need to expect. And that's kind of what – I mean, I'm glad we're doing yeah, the podcast. Then, you know, these – uh, to these guys about that. Go ahead. Stamp. Stamp, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, it's uh, so you just got out. There I mean, you guys it. are nailing it. You know what I mean? Like, the whole with that. I said, so you just got out ten years. Tell us about it. Like, well, how was your transition? Yeah, man. Out? So the, the transition part, like to be honest, bro, it's it's tough, man. It's a lot, a lot more than what you think it is. And yeah, they got these programs like TAPS, but I mean, it really 
that that barely covers the basics on what's really going to happen to you. And then just getting into these contracts, man, Eddie, I mean, you, you nailed it, bro. Getting into some of these big six figures because it's scaled back so much and we're not, you know, actively participating in a, you know, a full-blown war campaign right now. A lot of these companies got so much experience that they want you working for some of these other smaller, only five-figure contracts for your first couple tours before they jump you in on some of these big ones and longer ones. Because I've reached out and I've talked to plenty of companies and the recruiting process for it's easy. Like you don't even need the special forces background. If you just got security or law enforcement, you cover, you know, all the, the basic requirements to jump in on, on any small security company. But I mean, it's. Yep. We lose them. That's true. That's factual yeah. for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to, you got to go into that small one. Stamps traveling, y'all. Yeah. Don't bear with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I've seen some on uh, little ones. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So I think some people's pride is what gets them, man. Pride is pride is a horrible thing. I mean, it's a good and a bad thing, but sometimes people just well, you'll find uh, you know this is how I got in. So I asked the question, you know, how do how do you get in? Where do you look for the job at? So when I got into the game, uh, well, okay, let's just talk. Let's walk it back to 2007. I get out, and uh, I I'm just, you know hitting up Blackwater like you wouldn't believe. I'm just going through the Blackwater.com website. Yeah, and nothing. Yeah. Now, Let's just be honest. 07 was a bad time for Blackwater. You know, we ain't talking 01 Blackwater. We're talking 07 Blackwater. And if yeah. you're familiar with the situation with that, you know, um, yeah. you know that might not be a good time. Well, you know, that kind of goes through. And uh, then, then you got trials going on in 2008. And then you got more trials going on in 2009. And it, it's not a good look, you know. So, so those three years, I mean, I've, I've applied a bunch of times. And what it really came down to was I knew a guy. I knew a guy that was already on. He got me a phone number yeah. to the inside. I called that number, yeah. and it was yep. all history from there. So a lot of times uh, it's, it's who you know. Um, keep, keep contacts. Keep contacts of everybody you're in with right now. You're going to need that on your resume. You're going to need it on your bio. You're going to need it on your SF-86. So you guys that think that you're just going to get out and never talk to people again, listen, write everything down right now. All right? Get the contact information with um, period, you know, and uh, and so to keep the connections you know, and go back to do not burn the bridges. Don't get up in the middle and be like, oh, you know what? Fuck all you guys. I'm never talking to you guys again. Don't do. Don't be that guy. You're gonna need those people. Yeah. So uh, more than you know, and more than just for from some from a needing standpoint, you're gonna need them probably to lean on. You know what I mean? Because the transition is a transition. Absolutely. Hey, Trey, going back to what you were saying about, you know, the whole education. Let's do this. this is... Yeah. Yeah, so, so with, um, what were you saying? saying about the education, it's like, don't, this is not 2000. This is like the late, late 90s. This is not 2000, early 2000s. The internet is different. It's pretty much everywhere. And yeah. If you're in the military right now and you know you're not deploying like you used yep. to. Uh, what's your excuse? How come you haven't gotten your associates yet? How come you haven't gotten your your bachelors and stuff? We're not over here trying to find more minutes for America Online, all right? Uh, you know, that's it's different different world, right? Go out there, 
check the block even if you don't use it because I'm telling you, it matters. And that being said, um, whether you use it or not, you know, it it could get you in over somebody else. Um, Period. I I literally think education – is like there's a very few things that somebody cannot take from you, and I feel like education is one. That's why I chose. Like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna excel at education. I'm gonna do every degree I can, and that's what I did because I knew that it didn't matter, um, you know what the, what people saw a big bearded guy, and I'm black, you know, all these tattoos and stuff like that, which color doesn't matter, but this is what they see, you know. And, but then they look at the they look at the resume and they're like, oh man, this guy's got his associates, his bachelor's, his master's, and he's in his PhD classes. It's a totally different picture than what you got and what you looked at me at. So you know what I mean. A lot of people got to start judging people just based off what they see. You know what I mean? Because that may not tell the whole story. Absolutely. You know so. Let's 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 transition a little bit. Let's get over here to uh, to in-home security. This is one of the big assets that I had. Um, one of the people wanted to know about in-home security. So you guys know I run a big CCW class. Stamp was with me at this last thing that we had. Uh, pretty good sized class. Um, and just some of the things that in-home security. And you know what? Hey Shelby, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the hot seat, bro. I'm gonna ask you. You know a few of these questions. Like, uh, all right, so. Have you ever asked? Has obviously do you have you have yep. children? Have you ever asked? And I've never done this either, so don't even feel bad. Until recently, and I could because I was like, you know what? I never did that. Have you ever asked where where your kids were staying the night if their parents had weapons? No, never, never in my life. I've never asked that. It's almost like why would you ask me that? It's a weird question. But if you if you think about it, it's not, and it should be a staff. You got kids? Have you ever asked? No, man, I haven't. You know, but if the rules at my house, which I come, in, which this is not the rules in my house, but if the rules were, I come in the house, I leave my, you know, whatever I'm carrying that day, my wallet, my knife, uh, some mags, right there on the kitchen table. And I walk off and I, I go about my day and that's in reaching distance of, let's say, um, little Tommy and Timmy and they're seven years old, but Tommy's never seen a weapon um, before in his life. Timmy's used to it. He'll throw it against the wall. He was just out back shooting it last week with his dad, which is not a problem. Uh, but that same exposure has never been given to him. So what immediately goes through a child's mind is, Oh, I'm curious. Well, hey, you know, it's going to be, it's like, you, you know, something burning, that money, a little change you give them, burning in their pocket. They just want to spend it so fast before they can eat. It's the same thing. They want to touch it. They want to look at it. And, well, what is this? And he's like, well, look, I'm I'm big shot. My dad's taught me how to shoot already. Let me show you what I learned out back. And then, boom, something, God forbid, but this is a real, you know, this is a thing that we live in. And, boom, you know what I mean? Once that trigger is fired, um, there's nothing that we can do. You know what I mean? And we just pray and hope that, you know, no lives are lost. But this happens daily. Misuse of weapon, daily. Daily. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? Um, another big thing is, hey, okay, have you never asked 
your children where they're going to about the parents. Have you ever asked your neighbors if they have weapons, or do you just assume? No, I don't talk to my neighbors. I only like people that are contractors. No, nah, just kidding. <laughs> so they definitely have weapons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, let's be honest. Hey, half of us, uh, either we live in a military area or we don't. Uh, if you were military, as long as some of us have been, you know, we, we only like people. It's like if you're an LEO, you're the same way. Don't tell me you're not. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Leo is the same way. Leo has no. So, you you know, if you're already talking to a dude, you probably already know what kind of person he is, and you can assume that he probably has a weapon. Uh, But if you know you're, you got a baby living next door to you, um, you just assume he doesn't. Uh, But, but that being said, they they could have, and uh, it's probably a good idea to to ask that question. But I'll be honest with you, I have not asked my neighbors if they have one or not. I've definitely asked my neighbor because he works with us. <laughs> but uh, I already knew, you know what I mean? But one of the things that, you know, people don't, you know, really think about, which I didn't think about either really and started until I really started getting into these, you know, this civilian side um, of weapons training. Um, and it was like, okay, well, let's say that um, I, we live next door, and God forbid we live in like New York or something like that, and there's brownstones. You know how they're compacted, like right next to each other? Or we're in a condo or an apartment. Okay, let's say I'm laying in my bed with my spouse, my significant other, um, and somebody comes in the door. Um, they come into my room. You know, I eliminate that threat. If you have not begun to think about this before that happens, it's not even going to matter to you. If you haven't thought about, okay, well, what if. And this is this is goes back to the ammo discussion. You know, if people don't shoot people choosing, you know, hollow points over ball or ball over hollow points. Hollow points have a purpose, ball have a purpose. You know? And that round, let's say it goes straight through that person, or let's say you miss. Very, very, very possible. Nobody everybody's not, you know what I mean, dialed in. So let's say you miss, you know, one or two rounds. And it goes through your front door. Or it goes through your wall. And it travels across the street, and it enters another home. Now what? What if? What if you're when? What if you can literally touch the house next door to you, on your left or on your right? And you know somebody's like, well, you know what? I got a shotgun for all these problems. Yeah, you know, buckshot may not do it, but it may. You know what I mean? It may be enough to go through one wall out another. Some of these walls are paper thin. Well, you want to shoot an AR, you want to shoot a 5.56, you want to shoot that pretty scar, you've been waiting for somebody, dreaming for somebody to come in there. What about if you take somebody else's life in the middle of that, and now you're on, you're on trial for manslaughter because you overkilled. You choose the caliber that wasn't, you were so excited that somebody challenged you, you, oh, you ended up causing damage to another family. So you have to be reasonable when you're doing these things. When you're moving around your house, you got to make sure, hey, can I do I need to aim low? Do I need to aim high? What are my points of reference? This is my house. What are my angles that I should be firing at? You know what I mean? So I can do the less residual damage to this person and then inside of my house. Metal, plates, everything inside your house. You know? Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a lot that goes into it that people don't think about. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, and I'm not saying I'm better than anybody because I didn't think about it until I started teaching these classes, you know, the concealed carry classes, the NRA class, all this stuff like that. And I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to bring a different perspective. And this is the perspective that nobody talks about. The house as much home protection. Everybody says home protection, but are we really protecting our home? 
Have you thought about it? Do you have enough? And this is another question. Okay. For both of y'all. Inside your home, you know, uh, I would say black and white says to make sure, or statistically people say, um, make sure you have your guns inside your safe. Well, if my safe is inside of my closet and I'm laying inside of my bed, do I have enough time to react to that person that's coming inside of my bedroom now already draw down on me? Yeah. No, I don't keep mine in my safe. Um, you know, uh, yeah, no, I mean, um, if I'm going away, if I, I mean, I've had a couple weapons that I'm going to keep, you know, some locked away, but the one I'm going to go to at night is yeah, right, for next sure. to, right next to my bed. Um, and, you know, and I know yeah. exactly what I got to get to. I get, I know where my spare mags are. And, you know, it's like you said, Trey, if you're going to go as yeah. far to, you know, own a weapon to, for the purposes of protecting your home, then don't half-ass it. Uh, you know, do your research, take classes, oh. um, you know, don't just assume that having a weapon, I mean, you, you got people out there, you, they're going to get a 38 special because it's cute and it could fit in their purse or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. look, that that's probably the weapon that you're going to need when you get in the closet to get as far away from that threat as possible with your kids. And if they come through that one, it's a belly buster. Because if yeah. you think that you're going to hit someone, uh, yeah. you know, across the house with it, hey, good luck. Good luck. If you've never, you know, shot a, a yeah. snub-nosed weapon like that, then good luck. Yeah, they're, hey, you're listening right now, and you can shoot, you know, the dick off a of fly at fucking 300 yards with a 38 special. Good on you, man. That's awesome. But 99.9% .9 of the people that are carrying that weapon, that's a belly buster. All right. So, uh, that being said, if you're if you're carrying a weapon in your house and, and you know, you want to use it for the purpose of self-defense, do your research. Do Everything that's Trey Sony and mentioning right now, go find out. What ammo should I be shooting? Yeah. And this is, I tell people this, even with, uh, like, revolver is, like, my least favorite freaking weapon in the world. People say, oh, you know, it's good. It's a drop gun. It's a boot gun. I got it. All right. I got it. But, you know, a lot of men, you know, and, bro, I, I teach a lot of classes to women. So I got a whole new freaking outlook on this. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of, I, and actually not even a lot of men, just a lot of people will try to push on, you know, and I'm heavy on like my spouse carrying, and I'm sure you are too. You know what I mean? I'm like, baby, you gotta carry. Like my kids know how to shoot. My 15 year, she's a, she's a champ. She shot everything I have, you know. So she's a champ. I'm not worried about those things. But what I am worried about is, you know, you know, sometimes we put, well, I was anyway. You know, we put these weapons inside of our spouse's hands, but guess what? They can't even manipulate the weapon. They can't rack the slide. They can't freaking, you know, they can't lock the slide to the rear. You know, do they know it? Or do they, did you just tell them, put the magazine in there and fire away? Did you give them the same direction that if you were firing, that you would go into? And I think that's kind of some of the things that we forget to talk about because, you know, I would definitely just tell my wife, hey, baby, you know, there's 12 or 15 rounds in here, or there's five rounds in here, six, whatever, you know, just make sure you're shooting center mass and just, you know, do it until you feel, until you feel like that threat is eliminated. Well, you know, that, that means something different than, to me than it means to you, you know, to our spouses, you know what I mean? Um, there's just, a, there's just, a, there's just so, so much going on with, 
you know, the people think that, you know, the concealed carries class, it's not even a beginner's class. You're supposed to come and already know, like, you know, the A, B, and Cs, but I always go over the A, B, and Cs because a lot of people in Florida will let you come out here and shoot one one bucket, in, one, one round inside of a bucket and give you a, a license. I don't play those games. You know, it's a four-hour class, two hours in the class, two hours in the range, and we have some fun, you know what I mean? And we go over some real-life shooting. Um, and you know, stamps. We're going to be coming up with some different, um, some more advanced classes. You know, drawing from the actual concealed carry, um, going out to a few of the ranges, um, and just doing some of those those scenarios that you may be placed into. But the first scenario that I would say that you know, and this is you know who knows the, the angles on your home the best. You know, because they usually clean it, the, clean it the most. You know what I mean? It's the women, our, our spouses. And they don't clean it because, oh, that's a cleaning. That's what you should be doing. It's cleaning because a lot of us are lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they know they sweep, they mop. So they know the angles of the house. They know the areas of, in, the, you know, the areas of insertion, the areas of everything. Like, okay, your wife probably knows it better than you. Right. She might know, but uh, okay, well, if I had to hide, your wife probably knows. If you ask your spouse, like, yeah, period. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, somebody come in the house, where am I going to go? Because, you know, if we're not home, they already know their – they have their plan in their head. Where are they going if we're not home? You know what I mean? They already got it dressed up. You know what I mean? So let's just, you know, work with them to improve those um, those plans. Things that, you know, people don't think about during in-home security. I've already kind of went over it, ammunition selection. But, you know, hollow points first ball. Ball is for range shooting. Hollow point is for home defense or personal defense. You know, ball will not, you know, once that round, once that, you know, the round leaves the casing, because the whole bullet does not go through a person. It's just that metal casing on the front um, goes, you know, once it leaves that um, that casing and it's hot, it just gets hot and it cuts through like butter. That's the point of the hollow point. It expands, you know, especially upon impact and it causes some damage. Uh, to bones, not not really providing those flesh wounds like we don't want. We want it to hit some bones, tumbling and stuff like that, so it actually takes down the person that we yep. need it to. Um, so just be mindful of your ammunition selection. Be mindful of your angles inside of your house. Be mindful of um, your neighbors. Be mindful of, you know, your children, where they're staying at, and their gun rules and stuff like that. You know, it, these are things that i rather people ask and then say, oh, man, I wish I would have asked. You know what I mean? So let's be proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast just on that alone. Oh, for sure. Probably, yeah, we will in the future. I know. Tell me about it. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it gets so in-depth. And I think, you know, I, I really I, – this is one, one thing that I really noticed in the mill. I, I, lear- I learned how to shoot, move, and communicate in the military, and I did a lot of shooting. What I – don't think I really realized was that a lot of it is not focused on, well, it's all focused on the military, your job. So what we try to do is incorporate, like, oh, I can incorporate this military training inside of my everyday civilian life. Well, you can to some extent, but, you know, things are different out here. You know what I mean? The scenario is different. Um, I had one lady come up and ask me, I tell this story all the time in one of my classes, it was a gas station that got robbed, and she says, "Trey, I wish you, I wish you were there, so you should have shot that MFR." And I said, "Wow!" I said, "Why?" She, you know, and she was so so much pain, and 
you know what I mean, and stuff like that. I said, ma'am, well, it all depends on what angle, uh, you know, a traditional gas station, let's think of Tom Thumb, Circle K, wherever you're at, Hess. Um, you know, you come in the front door and the cashier is usually right there to your left. You come in and then the store is to your right. Well, if I'm behind you over to the right in the concession aisles and you're up there at the at the register, what are the chances that, you know, I'm going to be able to shoot one of those one or two places that drops the assailant without having any muscle function or nerve function to be able to pull that trigger? It's a hard it's shot. A, it's a hard you know shot. I mean? So when your adrenaline's pumping and stuff like that, you know, exactly. You know, on a range, you know what I mean? So people like, I, but when it's uh, all day someone from a concealed carry, you know, it's the other thing, you know, are you used to your holster? Uh, you know, if yeah. you're pulling from concealed, yeah. Uh, hey, you know, they were saying, you know, you got to check your backdrop. And uh, it's like you said, man, like, period. You may not have a shot. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, you, you know, you're going to either take the shot or you're not. Um, what are you comfortable with? What's your, what's your level of comfort? What are you, what kind of risk are you willing to accept that moment? Yeah. Um, you know, cause the, cause the decision's going to right in the hammer. The decision's going to, you know, affect people's lives right there. And then my buddy Al Stack says this, he tells me every time we talk about some business or something like that, he tells me, can you deal with the worst case scenario? Yeah, absolutely. And if you can do the worst case scenario, you can do it. If you can't do it, if you cannot deal with the worst case scenario, then you should not do this. Period. If you can't deal with the worst case scenario, don't do it. That's what I tell people nowadays. Like, like hey, should I do this? Can you deal with the worst case scenario? Uh, well, that means me and my family ain't gonna have no money, and I'm gonna be out here freaking doing whatever. Well, then you can't deal with the worst case scenario, my friend. Time for you to get that scheduler back up and get across across the pond. Yeah, bro, shooting. Shooting is a man game, and it's not for everybody. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Still, so you got plenty of time shooting, you know, training soft, training guys. Talk to us about it. What do you What do you think are some things that, you know, just transitioning out, you think is missing um, from uh, the civilian mindset, especially with the now change? And, hey, man, you know what? They proved to me over the last decade, I'm pretty sure, I think I was just getting out of, I don't know what grade I was in, but Columbine was like the first one, okay? Now we're getting movie theaters, we're getting churches, we're getting gaming events, we're getting public concerts, we're getting country concerts, we're getting everything between. What do you think transitioning out now that you think could help some people? We just had a big shooting out there in San Francisco. Rest in peace to all those people that got injured out there. And Shelby, that's I know that's 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 kind of your AO. Yeah, yeah. man. I, what do you think about it? What do you? I think the big thing is, um, especially transitioning out, though, you try to find a comfort zone. And when you start getting comfortable, you start losing, you know, that mind motor connection that you got with a lot of the skills that you're handed in the military. And sometimes you just gotta you gotta go back to the basics. You know, the outline of the yeah. survey, knowing yourself, what do you, like what Eddie said, man, what are you, what are you comfortable with doing? What can you handle? Can you handle that worst case scenario? You know, and it's a, a lot of people really, really can't deal with it, bro. And it, it, it's a tough question to, you know, that, that'll humble yourself real quick. If you can ask yourself and answer that question, honestly, you know, can you, can you get back to the basics? You know, shooting is a thinking man's game. Are you aware of your surroundings and what's going on with you? Can you deal with being in a large crowd and feeling? Can you deal with being one-on-one with somebody? 
A lot of people will say, man, yeah, like they came down to it, I'll pull the trigger. But bro, when there's a gun standing in your face and you're staring down the barrel, bro, it's, that's a different that's a different type of mindset. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Completely different. What were you just gonna say, Eddie? No, nah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm I'm out here in Cali right now. Um, so you know, <laughs> hey, there's a what are the vibes like out there, bro? After that since that happened. I mean you, you, I mean, if I'm in San Diego, you've got a lot of military, right? If I'm in San Francisco, I do not have that same thing. Now, does, is there crime in both areas? Yeah. Of course there is. Uh, now, I can tell you right now, to get a concealed carry in San Diego, oh, in California in general, is a lot harder than it is in Texas or Florida. Um, it's harder, yeah. you know, in a lot of different places, uh, a lot of blue states. Now, that being said, you know, it's um, – it's not impossible. It's actually easier in California as about three years ago. It used to be, you know, reserved for if you were concealed carrying in um, in California, you had to prove why you needed it. You needed to be like a business owner or you know some yeah. kind of jewel, whatever it was, protect business. Now it's like if you can if you can qualify um, and you do all the requirements, yeah. then you can get one. Now that being mm-hmm. said, uh, yeah. you're probably gonna have more of those types in San Diego with the Marine Corps, with uh, okay. the Navy uh, being there than you are in San Francisco. So um, the bad guys, no doubt, have guns. Uh, and so, Always. you know, you're going to have two different scenarios where depending on where you're at. And uh, the bottom line is, you know, what are you going to do when the time comes? Um, you know, am I – Am I going to, you know, conceal carry illegally? No, I'm not going to do that here in, in California. I'll get hemmed up a lot, a lot worse than I would Quick. in so, Not Cali. Yeah, and I'm – I mean, I'd say one thing if you're like Alabama or something, but not Cali, bro. No, and you don't. You know, I've, I conceal carry in two states. Um, well, I, you know, license. And uh, most of them yeah. have reciprocity with each other. But, they, you know, Cali um, – yeah, they don't they don't play well with others. So uh, when you come across that state line, make sure you're securing it right, and then uh, you're you're ready to deal with that. Yeah. Thing. So if if now your concealed carries a you know um, zero tolerance blade in your right pocket or wherever it's at, you know get ready to use it. Um, but yeah. you know that being said, um, yeah, I mean you got to be ready for it in any place you're at. Hundred percent. You know, I, I definitely would say, you know what I mean. It makes me carry more since I've started teaching these classes because it's like, oh man, if somebody gets to drop on me and they're like, dang dude, somebody got to drop on the guy that teaches the CCW class, and I'm like, ah man, I got to carry now every day. So it's like, you know, that not only was I, I was kind of carrying already. You know what I mean? There were some times I wouldn't. I, some people come in my class and they're like. I'm carrying everywhere I go. I'm going to carry at Walmart and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, you know, if, if somebody comes inside of Walmart and decides to take it over, there's a gun section. And also, that store is about a half a mile wide. If you can't get out of it, unless they come in there with a squad, of two squads, I'm getting out of that building. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, no, no. I get it, but, like, some people, some people are just – some people, I think, just need to chill out a little bit. Um, with some of the topics because, you know, they make us, especially vets, it's like, hey, man, you know what I mean? A lot of people already think we're crazy, so slow down, chill out, you know what I mean? I know we all got a little tick, but yeah. just relax, 
You know what I mean? Keep a little bit of that inside. You know what I mean? Stop making – don't make the community look bad. Yeah, nah, I'm not going to go to a baseball game because I can't carry my shit in there. Well, then, all right. Absolutely man. not. <laughs> you know. Is it that serious, man? Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I full-fledged heartily believe when it's your time, it's your time. You know what I mean? I, that's got to be true because we're all having this conversation. Oh, yeah. No you doubt. know what I mean? Or, so, it's your time, it's I your time. I always say like this, Trey, and, you, you know, know, if someone gets a drop on me, hey, good on them. Man, they got me. You know, but uh, – They got but, me. You know, obviously, it's a different mindset. There will be a lot of listeners that will be like, nah, fuck that. You know, all right, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah. hey, guess what? Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Chris you know, Kyle. You know what? That, you know? You know what the, you know what that happens with? Bro, that happens with, oh, definitely rest in peace, Chris Kyle. You know what I mean? But that happens with understanding that this is a profession. This is not some game. This ain't Call of Duty. You know what I mean? It's like, I think one of the biggest crafts that I see people have the most respect for is, is like uh, anything inside of a dojo. You know what I mean? Anything with martial arts, anything like it's just like the ultimate respect that I think people show each other before they fight. And it's like, okay, well, when you're out there on that battlefield, literally it's you uh, versus him or her, and whoever wins that day is that's that's who wins. It's the best it is, and that's just what it is. And I've always told my family, you know, I train hard and I go hard. Um, sometimes I do some stupid stuff. I shouldn't have been, you know, I'm in the younger years doing a little bit too much, you know, always wanting to be point, always wanting to do, you know what I mean? Those were the things that, you know, they were exciting to me then and I backed off them a little bit. But um, I think that if you have that mentality in you and you want to be, if you're an A-type guy, you're going to want to, you're going to want to do it. You're going to want to see it. So just make sure you're training hard. So that way, when you get time to deploy or do ever, you, the muscle memory is already intact. You know what I mean? You're not out here, like, fumbling your weapons and, like, oh, man, oh, my main weapon system is down. What do I do? No, it's not an immediate reaction. I'm not checking anything. I'm automatically going to my secondary and, you know, handling the situation. But people need to be able – you have to train to get there. It's just not something that you pick up and say, oh, I'm going to do this or do that. Or when something happens, uh, this is how I'm going to react. No, it's not. Yeah. It's definitely not. Like I said, man, we could talk about this all day. Definitely not. What else you got? For sure. Let's talk about some freaking uh, executive protection. Mm. Executive protection. So, I guess military version of that, PSD. Everybody got some of that, or everybody thinks they got some of that, right? Yeah. Nope. No. Um, a lot of times you got it, and you don't realize you have it. Yeah. Or that, or that, um, or that. You know what I mean? It's, it's. I would say there's a, a trained and an untrained. Like I have, ex- some people would say I have experience in it, or I've been school trained and I have experience. It's like everything. You know what I mean? Well, I've got experience in it. Okay, well, have you ever been schoolhouse trained on it? No, but I've actually done the job. Okay, well, that's great. But some people want you. Some people want that. Some people say, okay, well, I want that guy. I'll be able to mold him and do whatever I need to or whatever. But some people want the guy that says, hey, you know what? I actually did go through these accrediting classes. And because I put, and this is another big thing. 
hey, if you want to come do contracting or you want to do anything, put money into your craft. Don't be the guy that's like, oh, I never go to the range. I never go shoot. I'm out here wearing Army-issued winter boots, which there's nothing wrong with that. But come on. You wear it like put some money into how you look, put some money into your training, put some money into yourself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's supposed to save your life. Hey, uh, if you think you if you're one of those people that that knows it all already, uh, stop listening to the podcast right now because I don't want you to listen. I mean, you gotta be constantly learning. And if you thought you learned it all at twenty years, twenty-five years, twenty-six years, you know, thirty years. You're dead wrong. There's always something to learn. I mean, if you – they're teaching new techniques now that are, you know, they're way better than what we were learning, you know, 15 years ago. Some of that shit phased out. You know? For sure. It's, it's no doubt. You're – everything – you find new ways to do things. Um, you you got to keep learning. And, and if you can invest in your craft uh, by taking uh, – an executive protection course, by all means, do it. Hey, if you're a 1099, it's a fucking write-off. Do the shit right. Period. 100%. If you're a 1099, the first thing you need to do that nobody's going to tell you until it's too late, form you an LLC. Get you a CPA. Figure it out. All right? There ain't no crash. And that's that's one thing I wish there was, a freaking intro course to contracting. There ain't one. And ain't nobody going to tell you it. And so you get a good mentor or some good, you know what I mean, some people around you. Yeah. You know, because nobody nobody just tells you that. Like, hey, man, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. They don't tell you that stuff, man. Yep. They don't, you know. And that's stuff that is, if, if it was benefit for the contractor up front, it'd be in a better, they'd be, you're putting them in a better place, which actually, if you were to do that, you'd give, you'd get a better product because I see that you're putting time and energy into me that makes me want to give you a better product. You know, yep. so don't shortchange it. Just give people what they deserve. Let them know, hey, this is how you could do this because this could, you know what? Because one day you could get blown up out here. All right, no, no, no rainbows and unicorns. You could get blown up or killed out here. Well, guess what? If you get blown up and you're still got fully functional and you're able to do everything you need to do, now you have an LLC where you at least can show proof. That you've received an income in it, maybe your maybe your contract holder won't allow you to say, "Hey, you had some federal time or whatever." But they may allow you to say, "Hey, you know, uh, I'll show you. You can show proof of that your that your company has received an income from an international contract if you're allowed to say that, depending, you know." So these are things that you need to be thinking about because those are things that that's working for you when you're not even you don't even have to do anything for that. It were, it's just something that you can do easily for yourself. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. So, so get back into the uh, the executive uh, protection. Uh, you know, specificity. Let's just let's just talk about. You, you've got a lot of time recently, Trey, uh, working with some some hip hop yeah. artists, right? Um, what would you recommend yeah. to yeah, some definitely. artists out there that that are looking to get security? All right, you got you know Drake. Drake's got a security, right? But he's rolling with somebody else that ain't got the security. Yep. What, what's going on there? All right. So, you know, we just had uh, no guidance. Go check them out. Riveting. Um, 
a lot of good guys over there. Sway, appreciate the opportunity, all the stuff um, that you guys helped us out with, being on that Drake, Drake, Chris Brown. You guys are both great. But they both come with, you know, their own teams. You know, people think, uh, oh, well, you know, you're going to do Drake security forever. No, Drake has his own security team. A lot of times, you know, we're securing the set, we're securing the scene, the concert, the stage, whatever it may be. Maybe we got a protection that whole night, whatever. Um, but I would definitely say one of the major things is if a client, this is in any niche that I think people sometimes forget about. If I pay for a service and I am the one that paid for it, okay, unless it's a pizza, I'm not sharing. You know what I mean? With anybody I don't want to. So what that means and said is, what I mean by saying that is, if you are hanging with a celebrity and something happens, I have my client, it's me and my security team in there. Maybe if it's just me or two people, never just me, you know, two or three people. We're in there and, uh, you know, we're providing security, something happens. And you're a part of the, you're, you're, you're two friends removed. You know what I mean? People say, oh, you're a cousin, you're a second cousin, you're two cousins removed. Uh, just know that if anything, you are, you're probably slowing security down because they're trying to get to their client. You want them to take care of you, but that's not their job. Their job is to take care of the person that paid for them. With that being said, if you want to feel like, I always feel that type of security, Pay for it. Yeah, it's that simple. If a person pays for a service, they are this. It's it would be wrong for me to say, "Hey, something happens in a club or a, a a music set or whatever." You know, God forbid. And I take care of um, this buddy, uh, client A's friend. Um, before him, I, you may or may not have a job because I mean. If I'm your main, I appreciate that kind gesture that you thought, um, you know, my friend, you know, basically it comes down to my friend's life was more important than mine, but is it? Yeah, I mean. Because I'm the one that's paying you. I want. As the, as the security for that person, if, you know, you, you that are listening um, and those that, you know, whether you're, you're going to be the guy doing the security, whether you're the person looking for security, uh, or hanging, if you don't know what your role is, um, and you're hanging with a guy that has security, let, let's just let you understand this right now. You, there is a principal. And if you weren't the one that paid for the contract for you to be the principal, you are not the principal. That person at all that security has a job to do, and he's going to take care of that job until it's done. Now, if, that person's secure and he can go back and get you out of there, then that might happen. Absolutely. Oh, but, yeah, maybe. Hey, hey, guess who's getting out first? You know, Drake's getting out first. <laughs> the dudes that are hanging with sure. him. You know what I mean? If they don't have their own type of security, hey, sorry. You know, but the principal's yeah. getting out first. That's And that's just how it's got to be because... That's what it is. If you pay for a service, I have to ensure that I live up to that expectation because if I don't, this is the business that I'm in. So if one client sees that, hey, you know what? And it could have been no fault of yours. Okay, no fault of yours. None. You get in, The client A gets injured out here, all right? Well, guess what? Potential client B saw that. 
do you think that they're going to give potential client B? No, no, no. Do you think they're going to give potential security company B the same, that opportunity that they gave this potential one? Absolutely not. They're going to say, hey, man, uh, I just saw this guy over here. He has a security company, and he kind of, his client got shot last week. So I was going to go with him, but what can you do for me that he did not do? Well, let me go ahead and throw this out there right now. Nothing is 100%. All right. Nothing's 100 percent. We can take care of our clients. We can make sure we can. Some people can sacrifice, you know, you can sacrifice your body. You can do a lot of things for your client. Yeah. But if you do not take care of your client, I'm telling you, trying to find another one after that is going to be extremely hard because everybody's going to see like, hey, man, I know it was not your fault. And it's, it's the smiles and, oh, I feel bad. And. Da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, when somebody's got a guarantee, somebody else has got to say, hey, I'm going to put my life in this man's head or that female's head, it's not going to happen because reality sets in. Yeah. yeah hey, and, uh, you know, so you guys getting out right now, separating from the military, uh, combat arms, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, that, uh, you get into these games, all right, you know, and it doesn't matter. Your executive protection, static, mobile. Everybody understands when you're in the game, you have a job to do that. Never yeah. leave a man behind. Listen, you complete the mission. Um, you complete the mission. You get that principle out of there. Um, you, you don't leave your principle. You don't leave them behind. You know, um, you, you get the job done. And if you can go back and get your buddy out of there, it's, uh, you know, pinned down, whatever it is, then yeah. But, but, they, but guess what? That other guy in your security team, he knows what the fuck is up. He knows you got a job to do, and he would do the same thing. He knows it. It's an assumed risk. It's an assumed risk, and it, and uh, so you got to get that military mindset. You're you're a small unit operation now. Um, you yeah. Know, and uh, and a lot of guys they're like, no, nah, fuck that. You know, they're all they're hard charging. You know, uh, grunts going into it. Um, it's not the case in all these situations. You know, that's sexy some places. It's not in others. Um, be ready for it. You know, um, you got to know that that there's a job to do. And and if it's me and Trey, so me and Trey are out there doing, you know, uh, concert security. We're doing security for for a, uh, an artist in a club. Stuff goes down. Trey is getting the body out. All right. Um, I can't get out. But guess what? I know Trey's got to do it. And he is not going to sit there and fight with me, though we've been – Great friends for a while, but guess what? I would be upset if I thought he was staying behind because of me. And even though he might save my life, I'd probably give him a rash of shit afterwards. This is hey, this is real talk. That's what happens. You got a job to do, do it. Um, so potential clients out there, if you want to roll with Sciotis, this is the way it is. You know, um, you're gonna get you're gonna get 100, percent and it's dedicated to you. It's tailored to you the way you want it. Period. Period. No doubt. It, it comes down to execution, man. 100%. A lot of people get away from realizing that, you know, executive protection, it's a, it's a security detail, man. Everyone's got their own role and responsibility in that game. So, you knowing your role to the, to the best of your ability really, really helps that 
assumed risk, you know, that you can actually get after it, take care of business. Everyone's leaving home, you know, healthy and happy. Of course. 100%. If we can leave everybody, this is one thing that we're going to do on the show every week. We're going to leave somebody with one thought. Uh, usually, you know, the host leaves somebody with final thought, but I think all of our perspectives are valuable. So let's just go. I, 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 I will tell you, leave you with this thought. Do, don't do what somebody tells you to do. Do what your heart wants to do. Because if you, if you truly do what makes you happy, I know it's cliche. You'll never feel like you're working a day. You're going to feel, if you're really doing what you want to do, you should feel like you're working every day because you're going to work every day because it's going to take all that. But do what makes you happy and makes you feel like you're actually going to change something in this world. Don't do it for money. Don't do it for glitz and glamour. Don't do it for likes here and there. Do it for something that you can actually leave your stamp on. And if that takes taking a few hard lefts, a few hard rights, do it. It's not always about the easy road. Sometimes it is the hard road. Sometimes, you know what? This is one of my favorite sayings. Sometimes it takes all you got. Sometimes it t- I think most of the time we skating through with 90% or 80%. But sometimes, you know what? It takes that 100%. And you actually got to own up to it and say, man, that really kicked my butt. It actually took everything. Yeah, That's what it's going to be. Expect it. Be ready for it. And adapt and overcome. And I'm out. Yeah. What else y'all got? I'd say that uh, so to Zeddy, I'll leave you with this. Um, you guys getting out. All you listeners getting out of the military, thinking about getting out of the military. Um, is nothing like being part of a big team and having a role in it and then getting out and then not having a role. Um, I want I want yeah. to say this to all of you warriors. You matter. You have a role in this world, whether you know it or not. Um, period. you're important, you know, you're important to the future. You're important. Um, you do matter. If you have some kind of, um, if you have some problems going on, reach out to somebody, man. There's no, there's no honor in taking your own life and there's no dishonor in getting help. So that being said, if you want to, if you want to get into the game, if you're looking for that camaraderie and you want to do uh, something like the military that's just a little bit sexier, a little bit more freedom of movement. You're not necessarily wearing the same uniform every day. You might be. Depends what contract you're on. Uh, yeah, get into the game, man. We'd love to have you. But, but like I said, you know, the the warriors that are you know getting out right now. Hey, stay with us, all right. You know, if you need help, go get it. All right. And I'm out. No doubt. Uh, so I'll leave you with this, man. A lot of people peeling back the onion on this executive protection detail thing. A lot of people, especially the man in the house, doesn't realize, man, you are the agent in charge of your own protection detail on a daily basis if you have a family. That's good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, folks, we're out of here. We're going to wrap it up. So next week, peace. Hey. Peace.